0: Welcome to the Golden Wheel Tavern. It's a quiet day today in the tavern. Last time's festivities went down quite smoothly, and everyone had a good time. There were a few brawls, but that was planned for and directed to the training grounds outside. There were a few wonderful shows of swordsmanship, and a few rather comedic displays of drunken brawling. There were songs and dancing, and people socialized incredibly well. I will give some of the credit to how wonderfully this celebration went to a few of my guests. These were extremely hospitable people who got everyone chatting, even those who were less socially inclined. We'll discuss some of the most social and hospitable people you'll meet, the halflings, today. Halflings are a small people and a sociable one. They tend to be a little stout weighing in at about 40 to 45 pounds even at their three-foot stature, but they are not as wide or as heavy as a dwarf by almost any means, who can weigh as much as a fully grown human even at heights below five feet. This is not a detriment to the halfling though, as they prefer to make little impact in their daily life. A halfling loves the comforts of home, and a peacefulness found in a cabin far from any marauding monsters, invading armies, or the hustle and bustle of a large city. Even the halflings who wander in adventure still long for the comforts of home, typically forming bands or parties to travel in, enjoying companionship, and making a home out of a wagon traveling down the road or a raft floating gently down a stream. In regards to how they decide to live, they are practical and avoid almost anything ostentatious. Their typical clothes are simple, colorful, and useful. They would avoid a long, draping, flowing robe, rather taking a pair of trousers with pockets and a brightly colored tunic almost every time. A particularly wealthy halfling family may hide all their wealth in vaults and cellars, Rather than displaying it in any way, it is the basic needs and simple pleasures that truly speak to a halfling. They even prefer simple and direct solutions to problems, with little patience for slow and laborious conversations over a myriad of solutions. Halflings are affable, curious, cheerful, and sociable. They rarely put anything as more valuable than the bonds of friendship and the love of family. For a halfling, the cliché of the real treasure being the friends we made along the way is true for them. Rarely does a halfling have a dream of treasure and glory, rather adventuring out of a need for a sense of community and friendship, or are driven by a sense of wanderlust and curiosity. Discovering things, even simple things, such as a cool natural formation or different style of clothing is an exciting moment for a halfling. In a halfling's kindness, they are quickly moved to empathy for those who have been harmed and despise seeing any pain being brought to living things, although they can understand the necessity of it in certain situations. This kindness is mostly shown through their generosity, always willing to share what they have, even in lean times. A special skill that halflings have is their ability to blend into almost any culture they come across. They have an unassuming nature and a natural stealth that gives them the ability to integrate themselves and make themselves useful while avoiding any unwanted attention. They are willing to work with almost anyone and are loyal to their friends no matter who their friend is. This loyalty can show itself in an incredible ferocity when their friends, family, or community are threatened. A halfling community, the ones they make themselves, rather than the ones they integrate themselves into, are typically small, peaceful, and close knit They'll typically sustain themselves through large farms and well-kept groves but rarely will they expand their land much further beyond their small villages. A halfling kingdom is extraordinarily rare, not just because of the rare expansion of a halfling village, but halflings also typically do not recognize any form of halfling royalty or nobility, preferring to look to the family elders to lead. They hold on to traditions despite the rise and fall of empires. The traditions and kindness in the halfling communities help steer their moral compass to one of lawfulness and goodness. They have very little, if any, tolerance for oppression and despising others in pain or suffering through hardships. They are very orderly, leaning on their community for support, and they are also very traditional, embracing the comfort of their old ways. A halfling elder may be well over 100 years old, but halflings rarely live beyond the middle of their second century. This gives their elders plenty of time to gain the wisdom to help guide the next generations, of which they may see many, as halflings tend to mature and reach adulthood by the age of twenty. A halfling's naming process is fairly simple and familiar. They will typically have a given name, given to them by their parents at birth, a family name, and typically they will have a nickname. These nicknames can become so tied to their identity that it might be passed down and end up becoming a new family name for the halfling's children. Halflings typically share a few traits among them, a key trait being their light and nimble form granting them a boost to their dexterity score of 2. With their short stature, they are not the quickest people in combat, traveling up to 25 feet per round in the heat of battle. Halflings tend to be extraordinarily lucky. Whether this is some sort of inherent magic within them, or simply the result of a chipper attitude that always brightens the dimmest of moments, no one quite knows how a halfling can seem to be in the worst position of their life, but suddenly have it turn around in the blink of an eye. When a halfling makes an attack, ability check, or a saving throw, they get a second chance to avoid the very worst. If the d20 for this check, attack, or saving throw comes up as a 1, it can be re-rolled to try to avoid that fate, but the new roll must be used. A halfling can only be so lucky. Even if their luck fails, a halfling is rarely flappable, even in the face of great danger. If they are making a saving throw against being frightened, they will have advantage against it, refusing to let the fear set in easily. Due to the halfling's small stature and nimbleness, they are not hindered by creatures that stand in their way. If a halfling is faced by a creature a size or more larger than them, they can pass through the space of the foe unhindered. This allows them to move about as they wish throughout the battlefield, positioning themselves with such precision. A halfling will typically know at least two languages, common and halfling. Common being the language of trade and uniting between multiple races is what a halfling will speak to almost anyone they meet out on their travels or during their trading trips. The halfling language is not a grand secret in any sort, but they often do not share it with people from outside their culture. They rarely write, and so rarely in the form of stories, that they have a very small breadth of literature in their culture. This does not mean that they do not have stories and tales, though they have an extremely strong oral tradition, passing stories, tales, and their history down from generation to generation through word of mouth. As halflings are so close-knit communities, but have such sociable and affable behaviors towards each other, halfling subraces tend to be more like close families rather than separate subraces. The six of these subraces are Lightfoot, Stout, Ghostwise, Lotustin, Mark of Hospitality, and Mark of Healing Halflings. The Lightfoot Halflings are a stealthy and sly people, hiding from notice. They are more prone to wanderlust than other halflings though, which often end up getting them into situations where they might not be able to hide as easily. This subrace gets a bonus to their Charisma score of 1, their Force of Personality, For when they aren't trying to hide themselves, and they gain the ability to attempt to conceal themselves, to hide, even if the only thing obscuring them is a creature that is one size or more larger than them. Stout halflings, like the name implies, are stout and sturdy. Some even say they may have some dwarven blood in their lineage, which is what gives them their sturdy nature. However they came to gain this nature, It makes them resilient to poisons and hardier than the average halfling, gaining a bonus to their constitution score of 1 and gaining advantage on saving throws against poison and resistance to poison damage. Ghostwise halflings in some realms are the product of a war between clans of halflings from which their ancestors fled. They typically form very tight-knit tribes and distrust those outside of it. These halflings are typically less affable and generous to strangers than others, and are more wary and like to keep their conversations private. In being more wary and observant, not wanting to be fooled, a ghostwise halfling gets a bonus to their wisdom score of 1. In protecting the privacy of their conversation, they have gained the ability to speak telepathically. If a creature is within 30 feet of them, and the creature to which they are speaking shares a language with them, they can communicate through telepathy. This is a one-way communication though, and a ghostwise halfling can only communicate to one creature this way at a time. Latustan halflings are found in wooded areas, and are particularly suited for the laws of the wild, and the shadows of the forest. Having innate abilities to call on plants. This comes with a wisdom boost, adding 1 to their wisdom score. They also gain the ability to cast Druidcraft at will, and at character level 3, they can cast the spell Entangle, calling forth weeds and vines to slow and restrain their enemies. At character level 5, they can also cast Spike Growth, summoning thorns, spikes, and briars to slow and harm their enemies as well. Both these spells can only be cast once a day, recharging after a long rest for the halfling, and all three of the spells, including Druidcraft, use the halfling's wisdom modifier as the spell casting ability. In order to navigate the tightly knit bushes and boughs of the forest, Lotustan halflings also have developed great skill at passing through rough terrain of overgrown land. Skill checks made by anyone trying to track a Lotustan Halfling have disadvantage, and a Lotustan can travel across non-magical plants and undergrowth that would be difficult terrain for others with no hindrance at all. Some Halflings are born with a mark of magic, and there are two bloodlines in particular who may be born with these magic traits. These marks are the mark of healing and the mark of hospitality. As one might be able to guess, those halflings born with the mark of healing are born with an intuition regarding restoring others from wounds and afflictions. This knowledge of the living form and how to take care of it comes with wisdom, and so they are blessed with a bonus to their wisdom score of 1. They also have a natural intuition of medicine such that whenever they make a medicine check using their wisdom, or an ability check using an herbalism kit, they can roll a d4 and add it to their total for that check. With their inherently magic bloodline, they also gain the ability to cast the spell Cure Wounds, and at character level 3, they can also cast Lesser Restoration, allowing a halfling with this mark to help heal and cure their allies in a pinch. These spells can only be cast once per long rest each, and the halfling uses their wisdom as their spellcasting ability. They also get an expanded spell list, if they have the ability to cast spells through their class, which they can choose from when they prepare spells or learn new spells. All the spells are healing or restoring spells, as is fitting for a halfling born with magic meant for healing. The other mark a halfling may be born with is the mark of hospitality. Even though most halflings are already generous, hospitable, affable, and kind, these folks are born to be hosts. They interact with many people, and so have a knack for conversation and persuasion, getting a bonus to their charisma score of 1. Whenever they use their charisma in a persuasion check, or use Brewer's tools or Cook's utensils to make an ability check, they can roll an additional d4 and add it to their total for that check. They also gain the ability to cast the Prestidigitation cantrip at will, and they gain the ability to cast purify Food and Drink and Unseen Servant once per long rest each. Charisma is the spell casting ability for these spells. They also gain a handful of spells to put on their spell list to prepare or learn. All of the spells are very thematic, helping make a warm and cozy environment and keeping their guests safe. Halflings are a kind, generous, and affable people for the most part. As with any culture, there are nuances and histories that are vast and complicated in regards to their combat abilities. They have a knack for being a spellcaster, due to most sub-races having a boost to either their charisma or wisdom, and gain spells to cast through inherently magical abilities. Lotustans make great druids and arrangers, and a mark of hospitality halflink is just begging to be a friendly bard or a rogue feigning friendliness. But, as all Halflink get a bonus to their dexterity, a rogue is not out of the question for any of them, as they can do an excellent job at navigating around and through enemies to get to advantageous positions. Lightfoot halflings can use enemies or allies to hide in the middle of combat, and ghostwise halflings can communicate without sound. A stout halfling would make an okay barbarian, or a solid dexterity based frontliner. Halflings can teach some people a few things regarding generosity, kindness, and compassion. Please, be kind to your fellow people, but don't allow hatred and cruelty to stand on your watch. I'd like to thank you for listening, and I ask you to rate us highly on whatever channel you're using to listen. If you want to follow this on Twitter, check out at the tavernkeep and tweet about us using hashtag tavernkeep. If you want to support this project, other than sharing it on social media, you could check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash the Tavern Keeps Guide. I'm Ryan, and this has been the Tavern Keeps Guide. Thank you, and make sure to tip the bar, mates.